Welcome to a life in adventure. Have nothing about which to complain or be disappointed. With your host and creator, Scott Sterling. And now, be ready to receive encouragement for transformation into living your life in adventure. In this life and adventure, I'm going to talk about a better definition for people who write r slash I don't work here lady stories and r slash entitled people. Call Karens. No. My more precise definition is a militant expectation holder. These are people who have a certain idea about how a situation should evolve, that they make outrageous assumptions and they will not let them go. They believe that their ideas about what they want to see happen, remember, a an expectation is your imagination's fabricated best-case scenario. These people do not realize that these scenarios aren't likely to happen and therefore aren't worthy in which to be believed. But the reason you're listening to this podcast is because you're adopting this idea for yourself. That's why I'm talking about a militant expectation holder. Why I also hate the term Karen because it is the name that my mother has and she is nothing like the Karens in these stories. She is wonderfully empathetic. She used to be a a psychotherapist. She's very, very, very good at her job. Very caring, helping people to reframe their problems, helping them to see solutions that they had not seen before just by examining their problem from a different perspective. That's mostly what a therapist does anyway. But her name is Karen. And so I don't like the, these, call these militant expectation holders a Karen. Let's call them a MECH, which is an M-E-H, which is the acronym for militant expectation holder. These MECHs, they have, make assumptions based on very little information, and they think this is enough information to go by. So they make outrageous claims like they think that someone who's wearing clothing which is similar to a store's uniform is someone who works there. Or they make the mistaken belief that someone has helped someone else. Obviously, they work there because in their minds, it is against store policy for customers to help other customers. No, they're just being good neighbors. Miss Fred Rogers would definitely approve of some uh, customer helping another customer as long as that person asked. One important issue that I'm going to bring up about these militant expectation holders, they apparently cannot ask, they cannot say the simple thing of, excuse me, I am in need of help. Would you be willing to help me? That question will work on anybody. And they don't understand the simple premise of neighborliness, of which I believe Mr. Fred Rogers would definitely approve, which is ask and you may receive, demand and you get nothing. A good word to describe someone who has this attitude that they are holding on to their expectations is umbrage. She's someone who is sweet and gracious and altogether delightful when she is pleased at getting what she wanted. And she expands like a flower of warm sunshine of admiration. But when her th- wishes were thwarted and she was denied her full meed of admiration, she became moody, exacting, ungracious, and disagreeable so that everyone around her was made miserable and uncomfortable. These last three sentences were taken directly from Mountains of Spices, Chapter 11 of Hannah Hernard. 
This is one of the characters of the low places who is a friend of grace and glory and finally decides to go to the, the high places with the shepherd because she does not want to let go of her friendship with grace and glory. Now there is a spoiler <laughs> about the chapter of Mountains of Spices. When I hear stories, and I say hear because I like to go to these YouTube videos in which I don't have to look at the screen because the reader is reading the text, and listen to a story about a, a woman who goes into a store, um, sees someone who is wearing uh, clothing similar to the clothing of the store, and maybe helps another customer, and they go to them and say, Ahem! You're going to help that person. You're not going to help me. And my first reaction is, ask, please. Don't demand. You demand, you're not going to get anything. As I keep listening, the person says, well, I'm a loyal customer of the store, and you need to get this item for me now. This militant expectation holder it, um, is so focused on wanting her expectations to be fulfilled that she doesn't take notice that the clothing the person she's confronting is wearing is not the same as the uniform of the store. In fact, it may not be the right colors. In fact, the person is, doesn't even have a name tag. Let me list a few of the consequences of being a militant expectation holder. The more you're wanting your expectations to be fulfilled, the more tunnel vision your focus will have. The less you hold on to your expectations and the more you're willing to practice acceptance, the wider your focus is and the more aware of what is going on around you, you can have. So if you, listener, Realize that you might be a militant expectation holder. I invite you right now to examine your thoughts about what you want to see happen. Say to your imagination, that expectation idea I have is junk and I dismiss it. I'm going to breathe and accept the present moment. When you do that, you are being present. You're not concerned with the past and you're not worried about the future you're taking the actions which give you the consequences you want for the next moment i highly recommend that when you have an idea for something you'd like to do put that idea in the area of hopes in your mind which leave room for patience and forgiveness so that when someone comes up with a an idea for something more appropriate or even more fun to do, you're willing to practice acceptance and let go of your idea, not saying that your idea was bad. Um, it was just an idea, and it can be let go. So a uh, concluding thought is that uh, the more you hold on to your expectational ideas, the more you'll experience frustration, which is distress, versus... When you practice acceptance and you put your ideas in the area of hopes, you practice more joy, which is eustress. Speaking of eustress, I'm going to shift into a portion of the podcast I'm going to start now in which I uh, give examples of things that I find eustressful for myself. I am a brass player. My actual instrument is bass trombone. And in the last three years, I've written a book called Elementary Bugler, which you can find on Amazon. And it's about how to play trumpet 
while treating the instrument like a bugle, not using the valves at all, understanding the overtone series and how to play it well, and by playing what I call melodious buglings, which are not bugle calls because they have a melody. Here's the first one. That concludes this episode of Life and Adventure. If you like these episodes, please subscribe. Uh, go to alifeandadventure.com and enter your email address. Um, I'm going to soon put up a, a free PDF um, about stress and an appropriate understanding of that. I'm going to be putting up at least three episodes a week. I'm still working this out because this is the second week of the podcast. So until next time. Have you found encouragement for transformation? Do you want to learn more and dive deeper? Go to lifeinadventure.com. Please share your comments about how this episode has encouraged you toward transformation. Until next time, have a you stressful day. Farewell.